time for insights from Caleb Garber, where he stresses the principles of getting out from what you put in to practice of God's Word. All right, we're going to talk about living ready. Live ready. What what do you guys think of when you say in relation to the Bible, live ready? What comes to your mind? The rapture. I wouldn't be scared because I'm going to heaven. Everyone thinks rapture, basically. It's pretty much the the topic I want to talk about too. But um, let's go ahead and play the clip. topic we're going to talk about is living ready. Living ready for multiple things. Um, but I want to read a scripture out of Matthew 24, 44. Um, it says, So you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect Him. Um, part of living ready that we need to be, we must live ready to see Jesus. Um, just like in the movie clip, is is happy to have us. When she ran to him and embraced him, initially when we get saved, Jesus just welcomes us and embraces us and laughs with us and is enjoying that time where we just uh, are starting our relationship with him. That's that's part of living ready. We have to be right with him. We I know we're we're all saved here and, and that's that's awesome. A whole room full of people. I mean, there's five or six of us, but it can say that we're all saved and we know where we're spending our eternity. That's 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 good. And I'm excited for you guys that we all know where we're going, but that's part of living ready is being saved so we can see Jesus. We have to confess our sins to him and confess him as Lord. And we all know that. The, um, the next scripture I'd like to share just to, for an example of uh, where we need to confess that Jesus is Lord is out of Luke chapter 9 verse 20 let me find this real quick I, sorry I didn't mark all these <clears throat> Luke 9 verse 20 
it's where Jesus, Peter's confession of Christ, where he, um, where Jesus asked him, but who do you say that, or, but what about you? Who do you, ask, who do you say that I am? Peter answered and said, the Christ, Son of God. So just in your heart, you always have to admit, you know, and realize that Jesus was God in human form. And, uh, that was Peter's confession. Um, another scripture is John five nineteen through thirty. This may it's kind of longer scripture. A few verses. Chapter five nineteen through thirty. <clears throat> Jesus gave them this answer. I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing, because whatever the father does, the son does also. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, to your amazement, he will show him even greater things than these. For just as the father raises the, raises the dead and gives them life, even so the son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. Moreover, the father judges no one, but has entrusted it, all judgment to the Son, that all honor the, that all who may honor the Son, just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. I tell you the truth: whosoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life, and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death into life. I tell you the truth: the time is coming. And has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself. And he gave him authority to judge because he is the Son of Man. Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who hear in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good will rise to live, and those who have done evil will rise to be condemned. By myself I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just. For I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. Those were all Jesus' words. And just another example, I wanted to drive home the point of, if we hear his voice, we hear that inkling, that, tickle in our spirits of the Holy Spirit where we can confess Him will cross over from death into life. Um, Jesus says that if we hear His word and believe it that we will have eternal life. We have gone from death into life and we are born again. He says the dead will hear His voice and live. Sometimes I think of the that could also mean not the physical dead. We know the dead in Christ will rise first and be caught with them in the air and we will meet them. But the dead, some people who are alive now, they're spiritually dead. So when we hear his voice, we become alive again. <clears throat> but when we hear his voice and confess them, we cross from death to life. And verse 28 says, do not be amazed at this. Don't be amazed when people who are in their graves will hear the voice and come out. He's God. He can do anything. Just by his voice, by his words, we can 
he can raise people from the dead and the, his word is the Bible those who hear the Bible it brings life it's living his word is living and it brings life see I kind of have like in that first song we played um, a vision of a generation who can like us like me and Philip's age and Cain's age who can rise up and take our place and be bold for Christ and um, who, who are ready living ready to step up and take our place with kind of a, a selfless faith like a servant's heart where we can we have just a burden and our heart breaks for for the unsaved I didn't plan on telling this but I shared this with Gary the other day um I was out giving gas, and it was pretty cold that night. It was um, probably last Sunday evening or Monday. And uh, I was pumping gas, and it was cold out, and there was a homeless guy that walked up. He was just asking for some money, man. I, I just want to go over to Rally's and get something to eat. Do you have any change? Do you have any few dollars? I gave him a dollar. I know it's not always good to give them money because of what they might spend it on, but um, I just felt a burden to... I had a few dollars on me, so I did. And another guy with a gas can walked up. Said the same thing. I said, hey, what's going on here? You know, they trying to trick me or something. So I gave him another. I started to give him a dollar. And then I said, hey, are you hungry? He said, yeah, I'm starving. So I went across the street to rallies. I bought him a couple things off the dollar menu and got a chance to uh, do the way of the master on them. And Everything like that. It was uh, it was really neat. His name was Clarence. He goes to a local mission or local church down on the south end. Um, at least he said he did. Um, but he had a gas can with him. He said, "I'm just trying to get some money for gas." When he was asking for money, I said, "Well, where's your truck?" You know, he he said, "Oh, it's up on that hill over there." He didn't even really have a great story to go with it, but. Anyway, it, it was it was cold out, but we sat outside on on the they're kind of like picnic benches out in front of rallies, and and just it, it broke my heart to see this person on the street. It was freezing out. It, they didn't have a meal, and the things they have to do to get money, basically lie or act a certain way or make up a story just to try to get a meal or try to you know get whatever need they have to fill with this money because they can't get a job they you know their lives are kind of on the rocks right now and just th that broke my heart because that could be any one of us and think of you were homeless for a while that should break our hearts and I, I know we all do our part to reach out to the lost and everything but i just wanted to share that story well, you were living ready there yeah <laughs> which brings me to my next or next point I had wanted to make. So the first one was live ready by being saved. Live ready for whatever might come up. You know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So that was the first point. Live ready by being saved. And as I said, that brings up my second topic. We must live ready to tell others about Christ. I'm talking about our witness or witnessing. And uh, the Bible says to be prepared at any point to give a defense of the faith. 
or to share at any point. We should be excited to share um, our faith. And in the movie clip, there's a, there was a part in the, in the scene we, I showed where Lucy says, um, when the other people would have died, they, they had a small battle before that clip and she was running away from that, trying to get away. But she said, if I would have come to you earlier, um, excuse me, it says, where Lucy says, the others didn't believe me. And Aslan says to her, why would that stop you from coming to me? Did you all notice that? Pick that up. Others are going to criticize you. They're going to discourage you. They will tell lies, hurt you, and not believe you or believe in your faith. Oh, that's just temporary. I know you from before. I've gotten that before. People knew who I used to be um, and the kind of lifestyle I used to live before I moved here. They're going to say that. I know every each and every one of us has put up with that criticism. But I want it to be an encouragement. Don't let that stop you from going forward or being offended. And I know um, this is all stuff we know, but I just, in preparing tonight, this is what I thought I had to share. So, um, again, in the movie clip, she says, the others didn't believe me. They discouraged me. She was, she was, um, scared to come to him because you know she was offended or uh, discouraged or was let down by someone she was excited earlier on it said I see him don't you see him over there and they were believed they didn't believe it, that he was actually back that Aslan was back I don't know if you guys know the first story I'm sure you've all seen it but um, and he said why would that stop you from coming so I hope there's nothing that's stopping us from coming to Christ, no matter what it is. Um, we always need to live ready and expect things like that to happen. Christ said, you know, in the, I think it's in the Beatitudes that blessed are you when you take criticism in my name. You know, your, your reward waits for you in heaven. So we always need to be ready to share our faith. And um, share out of Second Timothy. I love this passage. Um, it just really <clears throat> hit home with me. It's out of Second um, Timothy four, verse two through five. It says, "Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction." For the time will come when men will not put up with the sound doctrine that we speak. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Um, it means that they're only hearing what they want to hear. Okay? In other words, they will turn their ears away to the truth and turn aside to myths. But you keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all duties of your ministry. Let me find my place here. We are all called to 
some kind of ministry. Whether it be actual preaching or evangelism where you travel around church to church. A ministry could be your job. And I know that is for you, Gary. That's your ministry. What is your ministry is uh, taking care of the children at the church, um, witnessing or having your Bible study with your neighbors. Cain, it's your school. And Philip, it's your school. That's your ministry right now. Or helping out with the, with the youth. That's your ministry right now. Um, so we're all called to some sort of ministry. And we need to live ready to share the truth about Christ. I hope nothing's stopping us. No fear or doubt is stopping us. In the clip she says she was too scared to come alone to him. And I just wanted to share that when we are saved and walking in the authority of Christ, we're never alone. And we know that. And we never have to be scared of being alone or get scared of what people might think. Because let them think what they think. You only have to answer to one person. She asked, why wouldn't you show yourself like you did the last time? Why are you come in roaring and save us like that? It's not always it's not always going to be that way where it always works out perfectly or how we expect it to be. Um, sometimes in our ministries, we may ask the Lord, where are you? I don't feel you, you know. Um, why aren't you helping me? Why aren't you coming to the rescue like you always do? In those times, it's not that Christ went somewhere. It's maybe that we did. You know, he, he never, his promise is he'll never leave us or forsake us. But he didn't go anywhere. We did. So, in those times, that's where we have to ask ourselves, are we doing what's necessary to be growing or to um, be living ready to witness? studying our words, ready to give a defense for the faith at any given moment. Also in the clip, um, I'm going to be referring to that a lot. In the clip, Lucy asks, if I would have come to you earlier, so her fear was holding her back, but if she would have come to her earlier, come to Aslan earlier, would everyone who have died earlier, could they have been saved? So sometimes when we hold back, you know, it, it may threaten an opportunity we might have to witness to someone. You know, our own fear is making them miss out. Or, yeah, I ask you guys, who do you know that is spiritually dead or dying right now? And what, that you, what could you have done or do still to save them or lead them or still, you know, can do to save them. If you bring or take them or show them to the one who can save them. Don't let your own fear hold you back. Because you can't show them the way. We know the truth. And we need to share that. Um, and don't wait till it's too late. I mean, so many times we hear of kids dying in a car wreck or overdosing on drugs or um, you know you know driving drunk is a common thing and uh, 
when I was in college, my uh, sophomore year, which was just last year, but uh, there was a kid who passed away in a fire. But in the way he died, the fire got started from a form of hazing they did. Um, he was completely incapacitated and just passed out on his bed and he went to his room and locked the door. But the form of hazing that they always did was they would light roaming candles, stick them under the door to try to wake him up. Go figure, you know. Sin has consequences. When you when you drink and your your mind's not in its right right state, you can't think clearly. No one in the right mind or clear thinking clearly would stick a fire or a roaming candle under a door. Anyways, that you know, sin has its consequences is what I'm getting at. And when you do stupid stuff like that, other people might pay. You know, with their life. He burned alive. His friends could we could hear him screaming, and I would have been there for not one situation back when you know I wasn't I was living for the world. But I was almost there. That to me, I knew that kid. I um, shook hands with him. I laughed with him, told jokes, and hung out just about every weekend. But just happenstance, I wasn't there. Um, but if I Thinking back, it's like, God, if I would have been serving you at that time, I know I wouldn't have been there, but maybe I would just to be um, a light to those kids. You know, I was friends with them. I could have been in the world, but not of the world. Could I have shared with them? You know, don't miss those opportunities. And you know, he's he's gone now, and and I know where he is, and he's suffering right now. Um. So that story was to say, don't wait till it's too late for someone who may, you know, we're all not guaranteed tomorrow. Live ready. Last thing I want to talk about. Um, we must live ready for Christ's return. It's promised in his word that he's coming back for a church, a pure, spotless bride. Um, I have a few more scriptures. This one out of Revelation Twenty-two, twelve. <clears throat> it says, Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give it to everyone according to what he has done. What he has done can mean have you have you taken forth the action of accepting Christ? What he has done can mean have you shared my shared the, my love? Have you taken those opportunities? He's going to reward us for that. He's coming soon, and we we all know that. And it's we talk about it all the time. And it's um, people have tried predicting the return of Christ, and you know Gary talks about it in his in the in the news thing. You know, just the end times is all around us. And it's back then when the Bible was written. If he's saying I'm coming soon, think how much sooner he is now. And we all know that. <laughs> I just love the scripture. It, it excites me. Hope it does you guys. Because we have that to look forward to. That he's either coming back for us. We don't have to experience this thing of death. Or, you know, even if we do, we have somewhere to go. We know where we're going. We know our future.
<coughs> in the clip, um, I'm trying to remember the part where she says, um, right after she asks, if I would have come sooner, would they have died? He says, there's no real way of knowing what might have happened to them. There's no way of telling what might have happened in the past. Then he says, but what will happen, that's another thing. That's another story entirely. That's another matter entirely is what he says. We know what's to come. That's another matter entirely. We know the end of the book. We've all read it. We've all looked forward to it. Um, we know what's going to happen. The Bible tells us that Jesus is coming back. We have to live ready for his return. Bible says to wait in expectation and watch for his return. We are to live every moment as if he was coming back this very second, or this very minute. We need to be waiting and watching, living ready. Um, last thing, and I'll kind of wrap up and close with this. Just these thoughts. In the last in the clip the very last thing Aslan says before he roars and before we cut it off the last thing he says is I think your friends have slept long enough our friends the people we pass every day driving stored at school they're sleeping not all of them know Christ. They're, they're dead men walking. He says, I think your friends have slept long enough. And what I've been really wanting, and this isn't, it could have been geared towards the salvation message, but we're all saved. We all know where, us here, where we're spending our eternity. We've all made that most important decision you can ever make. But it is time to wake up, wake the church up. And I wish there were more here to hear that, but we're all here for a reason. And it's not about numbers. It's, it's about who's here, and it's about what he wanted to share. But I'm just so, I may not show it. I, I was uh, up late the past couple nights getting ready and just other things from being gone all last week that I hadn't gotten done. So I'm a little tired, but I am excited inside because I know what's to come. You know what's to come. I know the promises God's given me, the visions, the dreams, what he's put in my heart. And it's, even I've been sleeping long enough. And it's time for me to wake up with some things and lay some things at the foot of the cross. So our friends have been sleeping long enough. Let's help wake them up. Let's start something just that's hype. I would love hype right now. People say, oh, that's just the hype they got going on over there at that church. Yeah, let's get some hype going because we don't have it. You know, let's get a little hype going. Let's get some excitement. Let's get a little crazy with it. I, uh... So many times I just, and I hesitate in saying this because it's hard to admit, but I find myself 
holding back in worship because I'm worried about what people might think. But let's get hyped. Let's get others excited. You know? Let's, um, it's time to wake up. And I, I keep I keep thinking, I wish there were so many more to hear that, to inspire them to see my excitement right now. Because <laughs> I am. I'm excited for for Christ's coming. I'm excited for people to come to Him and, and learn the truth. I'm excited about our numbers growing in church. I'm excited about your guys' ministry that you have. Gary's got an awesome ministry with the Sunday News. You have your Bible study. You guys have a campus full of kids to witness to. Full of kids. I wish, exactly. I wish I could go back. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this audio presentation. We encourage you to share with others this material. 